Dave's Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. So hey, it is what it is. Now, here are your hosts, show, Vern, and Yahoo NFL writer, Therese Paler. <laughs> Give it a shot. I know you said, yeah. I know you said stand by me. All right, good evening and welcome in. It is the Therese Paler Show presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs with a slight echo in the ear. We are with you for the next next 60 minutes, the final edition of the Therese Paler Show live from Tiffin Jay's Woods Chapel Road in Lee Summit, joined by Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer, Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, the host. He is Therese Paler. Therese, the regular season is behind us. The Chiefs are the AFC champs. How should Chiefs fans feel as we get ready for the postseason? I think Chiefs fans will probably feel a little nervous right now, at least based on the mentions I'm getting. Um, certainly not the level of kind of excitement you'd expect for like a 12 or 4 team that's got the number one seed i feel like in other markets maybe if you have that kind of record you're like yeah you know we can do this we feel like we can do it but i i feel like i've done a nice job and some of the other reporters in this town and and also your eyes you have eyes too i feel like fans have been well prepared for playoff disappointment if it comes lord knows you've got that honest and also obviously you know the defense is a problem and now we're at the point where i think a lot of people have mentally prepared themselves for potential disappointment because of the defense, where if it doesn't come, it would be a pleasant surprise. And that's not really a bad place to be when you have the crushing playoff history of the Kansas City Chiefs and you've been a longtime fan. You think that's the case? I do. I don't, I don't know that people are preparing themselves for that. I think that's a shame. I, I think people – I think some – but I think people have Patrick Mahomes themselves into thinking. You think so? How about oh, – okay, tell, I, me, I tell me about your I, callers. What are you getting? I, uh, our callers and textures are well. Come on, you know because my mentions are a little lying. different than yours, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I I think people really truly believe two games they will. I they think will the whole, or I, they can. Is there any apprehension? Yes. Yeah, I disagree with Show. I think there's appre- apprehension. Yeah. I think, well, okay. I think there's some concern about the defense, but I don't yeah. think I don't Th- think that, that's a big difference. Will and can. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. but I don't think that people are preparing themselves for. I don't think people are well, in their mind preparing themselves. I think people think they have where like, you like fans do. Anyone. Like fans do. You know, the hope springs eternal, all okay. that. But you do think there's apprehension. Yeah. Okay. It's We're all on the same page. Okay. So apprehension, I think it's real, though. I think it's tangible here. I think it should be. You know, there, there, there's some issues here with this team. But the good news is, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. Sure. I get it. The good news is every team in the AFC has got issues, Okay. All of them, even the Patriots. You know, that, that offense with the skilled players is not what it has been in the past, okay? Um, the Chiefs are a better team than the Chargers, even though they came in here and won. The Chiefs are the better football team. You know, the Ravens, like Lamar has got a ways to go as a passer. You know, um, I could go right down the line. All those teams, you know, the Texans, they've never really done it on the big stage before. You know, I could go right down the line. And all these teams have weaknesses. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be obviously the team that plays the best right now in January, right? Like, who's, who's the hottest team? Who's playing really well? Can that be Kansas City? Yes, it can be Kansas City because you have a great play caller and you have the MVP at quarterback. Patrick Mahomes should be the MVP, and you've got him. And that means a lot. He's a special player. Um, he's playing beyond his years. 
And I think one way or another, we're going to learn a lot about Patrick Mahomes and rightly or wrongly, the narrative that would be shaped about him going into year three for him, you right? Know, my year lady two in here with starter. her Chardonnay raising her hands up in the air. She's like, yeah, we're better <laughs> than That's the good. Chart. That's See, good. That's they what, are. But, that, but she's that, right, though. She's right about that. that. But that's what my thought is. Like, I think a lot of people think we have the MVP, the clear best quarterback, and I think we have the best coach. Do you think they're and expecting it? I think that's a it. lot of people. I'm sorry. Do you think they're? I'm sorry. Do you think they're expecting it though? Do you think they're expecting? I, I don't. I, I don't think they're preparing that they're going to lose. I don't think that the okay. most most Chiefs fans are going into it saying, uh, I, like, I think like, like, you, like, I like think last year, like like previous years, I prepared myself that I know if uh, Alex gets into a situation, Alex I, has a, has limitations and he can't. I don't think people are feeling that uh, way because I of think Mahomes. if you have apprehension because of this team's playoff history, in a small way you are preparing. Because this is the number one seed in the AFC, okay? You've got the MVP. Ain't no reason to really have any apprehension if you truly believe, if, you, if this team hasn't given you those reasons to be worried. But they have. I mean, I'm not a Chiefs fan, I, but, but I've been here for five, what, 12 years. I covered this team for six. I was there in Indianapolis. I was there in Kansas City when Le'Veon Bell rushed for 578 yards in January. <laughs> I was here when Bob Sutton blew a 21-point. I was here for all of it. I saw it, okay? And I get it, man. I Hey, you know, more power to you if you're able to put that in the past and car, you know, compartmentalize that. Like, more power to you. But I think, I think, like, if you're passionate about football and you care about the Chiefs and you care about this team, I just I give fans a lot of credit for being smart about like what could happen to this team because it has weaknesses. I give them credit. I will give them that credit. Oh, don't get me wrong. You know I've been I've because we've concerns. been together on this. Oh, now. oh, I've had concerns. I'm telling you, if you you ask what I feel like the fan base and what I've seen. Okay, for here's a better question for you. Base. Here's a better question for you. On Monday, after the divisional round game, if they lose, how angry are the calls going to be? Extremely angry. You think they'll be? What about you, Reg? Extremely, you? Okay. Same as there. They always Strange, are. Same as in the past, or more angry than last year, or the year before. Oh, I think. Oh, I think okay. more. More think, or less angry than the Steelers' more, loss. Oh, uh, more. I think. Really? Oh, I, I think, I think there's a whole lot to go with it, because then, I will then, say this. then it will hit. Then it will hit. Oh my God, they just wasted 50 touchdowns in the MVP. With this offense. Oh, because and then, of Bob. And, and not just Bob. The decisions of Bob. The decisions of we're not going to go get anybody during the offseason. The decisions all the way up to the trade deadline. We're not going to go get anybody. Well, we paid Sammy Watkins $16 million while we don't have a soul in the middle of the defense that can uh, tackle or can I'm cover. Gonna, oh, gonna, they just felt like in week 16. Uh, I think Joe's discounting the, the intelligence one. of this fan base. I, I, I think, think I'm he's giving push a voice back. on okay. that. I think, I'm you're push a, back. I think you're giving that, too much that, of that a voice to the hits, minority. Kind of I'm going to push back on that because I, I think that the most inflammatory thing for a fan base is when they roll a team, their favorite team rolls a quarterback out there that they don't believe in. I think that's the most inflammatory thing. And there has been so much Alex Smith talk in this town prior to Patrick Mahomes getting in there. Alex Smith getting in, you know, it's like they don't win. It's like, guys, I told you, Alex couldn't do it. How many of those? You get a lot of – I got a lot of tweets about that. I heard a lot of calls about that. Now it's like you think you have the quarterback. You're like one step away, which is improving the defense. You know, I said back in August, this thing was going to be a problem. 
And it was always going to take two years to get the defense to where they want to get it. So if you, to, in my opinion, if you want to judge Brett Veach and Andy on like the defense and like the turnover on the defensive side of the ball, talent wise, you got to do it after next year because they, 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 mentally they were ready for this to be a rough defensive year, Need, knowing that they spent all their draft picks on defense last year. They're going to do it again this year. Right, and they got to get a running back in the first three or four rounds. They'll do that, but they got a lot of money spent in free agency. They're going to upgrade the defense this year. If it's not better, if they don't fire Bob, if if the defense costs them and they don't make the change with Bob, and the defense is not better, then like yo, it's like open season. But here's the thing: I think they know that. I think they know that, and I think that um, if the defense costs them in the playoffs, boy, I think that's a hard case to make to not make some changes. I hate to pull this card, but the one person that is on this stage that is from here, when you have a chance to win it, when you have a chance, a realistic chance, and the Chiefs had a realistic chance, and we knew this in week five, and you did nothing. That's not true, though, Show Nothing. That's not, nothing. They, 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 they were going to do something. Okay, and the injury. Okay, gonna, the, gonna. No, they were going to do something, but, like, the – the Chiefs' luck bit you because sure, Earl the, Thomas the was the coming luck. here. Yeah, Landon Collins is fine. Yeah. Uh, Clinton Dix is fine. But here's but the thing, did, but you but have to, saying, like, but you can't just, like, sell out if you don't think, like, the guys provide the right value. Because, like, in a year, you'd be mad if you didn't resign HaHa Clinton Dix, which they would not do. I'll tell you that right now. They weren't going to resign him, right? Um, they didn't think the value was right for that guy or Landon Collins. Landon Collins is kind of a duplication of Eric Berry. They're both best in the box. So, like, to me. Who you don't really have right now, Eric Berry. Well, you will. I think he will play um, in the playoffs. Uh, and at the end of the day, it kind of didn't really matter that he didn't play that many games this year. You still got the top seed in the AFC. So, I think what's matter, what's going to matter is that he's there on Saturday, on the 12th. I think he will be. Um, and I think there's going to be reinforcements to the defense no matter what. I, said, I, I hear it. I'm talking about from a fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. The only thing to me than having a quarterback you don't believe in is having a quarterback that you do believe in and then wasting him. I mean, that's, the only, that's the other thing that's, that's not, worse than that. But than what the well, Actually, there's something worse. That's having the older quarterback on the tail end of his prime that you only got a few more years left with and not surrounding him with what he needs to be successful, like the Packers kind of did with Aaron Rodgers. That's yes. worse than having the 23-year-old quarterback who was better than even they thought internally. Because, been, right? Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, look, look, if you think you got the MVP, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, maybe you're not spending $48 million on Sammy Watkins. Like, if you think that the guy's this good this quickly, maybe you don't do – maybe you think he's good and you're preparing to make sure that he's going to be taken care of. That's why they did it. But I don't know, man. I, I think that this was always going to be a two-year process. And I think that after this season, if they don't make the change they need to the defense – I think it's complete open season, but I doubt that'll happen. You know fans don't care about that. I mean, I'm just trying to give you some logic. I'm trying to give you a little insight if you're listening. Logic You know what fans. I'm saying? Logic I'm trying to give y'all a little insight if you're listening. But I understand that, too. Um, actually, how about this? What if they win a game but lose an AFC championship game? What's the anger level then? Still the same? Hi. Yes. Really? What about you? It's the same they've as it always is. They've been to one AFC championship game since 1969, Therese. 
they've got, this is the best thing they've ever seen at that position. I mean, this is bad. That's I mean, that's different. bad, but their teams have got it worse, baby. I'm from a city where this show is worse, right? right Tiff and Jays, I don't even want to talk about Woo. it. Tiff and Jays, we're talking Our college Jim, bro right we now. Get, we, Stop. <laughs> Tiff and Jays, Woods Chapel Road, and Lee Summit back Jim! the door after this. <laughs> Did you watch that? I don't want to talk about it. Go to break. <laughs> it wasn't. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, welcome back to the Therese Paler Show, live from Tiff right. and Jay's Woods Chapel Road, Italy Summit. I know what Kling just said he was going to ask you tomorrow morning Uh-oh. on Fesco in the morning. I actually want to get your thoughts on Eric Bieniemy coming up in just a moment. You wrote a great piece at Yahoo Sports about Eric Bieniemy and the uh, four teams that he has or will interview with. Uh, but before we get to that, one final thing with uh, the postseason that starts this week and the obvious question for Chiefs fans, Colts, Ravens, Chargers in order, who should Chiefs fans want to see? Mm. Colts, Ravens, Chargers. Mm. You know, it, because all these teams are so equal, I feel like any of them would kind of come in here and, like, they'd give you some problems. So let's, let's rush through this. Let's work through this. First of all, the Colts. Let's say the Colts come in. I think it's a young defense, um, but Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's played really well. And one thing the Chiefs do is rush the passer. Well, they've given up the fewest amount of sacks in football. It feels like they could kind of negate one of your greatest strengths defensively, which means they could probably score with your offense. So that would concern me a little bit. Plus, they've got a really, really good quarterback. Now, the Ravens, I think we talked about this last week's show. You know what? I actually kind of think it would be the Ravens. Um, Lamar has got – Lamar Jackson has got to improve as a passer. Um, but – I feel like Pat is special enough. He can move the ball on that defense. He showed it in that game. And yeah, he might have pulled a few, you know, he might have pulled a few out of nowhere. Tyreek was yeah. 50%. Like, he might have had, but, you know, I think there's a pretty good chance of Patrick being able. I would rather bet on that than the defense being able to stop a good quarterback. Right. As yeah. crazy as that sounds. I, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs have, will have an easier time outscoring the Ravens than than even the Colts, because I, I don't think they could stop the Colts. And then the Chargers, I mean, God, they, they, they already came in here and right. won with Rivers. Ooh. Yeah, I think it'd be the Ravens. I think that's the team I would rather see come in here. Yep. But here's the thing. You can't act like there's not a path for any of those teams to come in here and win. I, I think the Chiefs have to play well. And I think the bye week will help. They'll rest up. They'll be able to game plan offensively and defensively. You know, I, I think they had – Having the number one seeds definitely an advantage, and having the week off definitely matters. I taking my chance with the Tim I Tebow agree. offense. I agree with coming that. Coming yeah. yeah, I take my chance. With I mean, this is a tough place to come in and win if you're a rookie quarterback. You know, Who can't it, throw. It, yeah. It's tough. Like it's no, he can throw, but he can't. He's not like, but between Andrew Luck and Philip Rivers, yeah, it ain't. It's not close. You know, put it this way, um, he made enough throws in that game against the Chargers a few weeks ago to win. That was in Los Angeles. So he'd be a little dangerous, but less dangerous than the other two. So Eric Bieniemy, the piece is up now at yahoosports.com. Two teams have already interviewed him, two more will. Uh, Tell us what you know about Eric Bieniemy and the likelihood that he returns next year. Well, I started getting a sense that Benny was going to have some real NFL opportunities when that Colorado job came open about a month ago. Right. And I, I think I said on the show then, yep. I didn't think that he was interested in that job. I think he wanted an NFL job. 
And for that guy to be a Colorado alum, right. for him not to really be interested in it, let me know, oh, there's going to be some stuff for him. There's going to be some, like, at least opportunity to interview in the NFL. So I said, okay. And lo and behold, <laughs> five teams have reached out. One of them he turned down, doesn't want to interview with Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't want to interview with Arizona. Yeah, you're, um, fire, you're firing coaches after one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It, it, people pay attention to that, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that was pretty interesting to me. And, I look, this situation, uh, you've heard, you've had a lot of people ask, is this like a Rooney rule type of thing? Mm, that was my thought. Yeah, yeah, I, and you, you certainly hope not. But I, I do think when you come from, like, a great offense, teams learn a lot by interviewing you and finding out how you're doing it. Like, they can gain a lot from this process, right? So, about why, what makes your offense special? What Go in depth. Like, why is it working? Because Andy Reid opens the playbook and, like, his game plan and, like, structure up to his assistants when they reach this level where they might get hired. So, like, you know, you, you can kind of learn some stuff. Um, I do think he's a candidate, like, legitimately in a some legit. of these jobs. Yeah, and, I, you know, a place – there's some of these jobs would, like, be pretty decent for him. If, if you're a head coach, what do you want? You want to have, obviously, a lot of say, but you want to be given time to implement what you can do. With that said, he played in Cincinnati as a player. Um, those fans seem to be kind of interested in having him come pl- coach there. Like, based on what I – it's like Col- Bengals fans are like, please, you know. And we've Mike seen – Mike Brown will give you time. I mean, you know, a lot of time. The, the point is, like, some of these jobs are pretty – you know, they're, they're okay. Like, they're kind of interesting, especially that one, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, So, um, or even the Jets. The Jets, you can, you guys know the Jets have, like, almost, like, $100 million in cap space, man? Like, that's a lot of money to, like, do stuff with. And, a young, they, and a young quarterback. Like, he can really build that team the way he wants. So, you know, for Eric, even if it doesn't come this year, and it might, but even if it doesn't come this year, this is a great experience for him. And this is something you're going to repeat next year, the year after that, if none of it happens, because – this offense isn't slowing down as long as number 15 is healthy, right? So this is going to come down the pike for him sooner rather than later. See, my gut feeling would say that he's not ready. My gut feeling because, Jess, I don't know how, how much he's running this offense as opposed or how much input he has on this offense as opposed to maybe like Nagy or, or even Doug Peterson. I got just one year as the coordinator. But I think you said – Wait, do you think that or do you think teams think that? I think it's a little bit of both. I think I think teams probably look at Andy getting most of the credit with this, and he's working with an exceptional talent. You know, I, I think I think I think Burn has talked about this. Joe Feldman and some other guys who like worked with Rodgers kind of concerns people, but I I do think Vern brought up a point where we're at the bar here at Tiffin Jays earlier. Mike Tomlin was a guy that I think people were just kind of looking at to get a feel of him, mm-hmm. and, and, he he not, and he impressed yeah. them. I think Eric Bieniemy has that potential to impress people if he gets in front of them, which I think could make a difference. I, but my gut says I would, I would want to see him more uh, at least another year as the coordinator because I, I wonder how much input he has see, on I this think, offense. I, I think that, that might be – I think – I worry that that's more your fanhood talking because, you know, Sean McVay's 32 years old. <laughs> you know, Eric Bieniemy's 49. Eric Bieniemy's been coaching 18 years. Um, Matt Nagy, when he got the Bears job, had been coaching for like nine years, dude. Bieniemy's been a coach for 18 years. 
Like, he's learned a lot. He played in the league. Hey, man, you didn't play in the NFL. Like, Eric actually did, and he coached twice as long as he did. Like, hell, Eric had a case to be the offensive coordinator before Nagy did. Like, there was a case for that. Um, so, as far as, like, the timelines and needing to wait your turn and being ready, yo, those days are over. Like, Matt Nagy's 40 years old, dude. Like, Matt, Sean McVay's 32. Younger coaches can do it. He's waited his turn. Like, he's, he's coached in this league a long time. Like, that 18 years as an assistant, that's a long time, man. And he actually played in the league. You know, so I understand that. I get that. He's only been in here one year. He hasn't called plays. I'm glad you said that because one thing I'll tell you, too, it's not like Andy doesn't think he can call plays. Andy thinks he can call plays. And let me tell you this. If the offense had the midseason Alex Smith slump, guess what? Guess who would be calling plays? Eric Bieniemy would be calling plays. He would hand it to him. I'm telling you that. But guess what? This quarterback didn't go through that because your quarterback you, – this see, offense didn't go through that because your quarterback's a cyborg. So you didn't have to go – you didn't have to do that. This has nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy's ability to call plays at all. It would have happened. It's just the offense is so amazing. So – I think that's a part of it. No, uh, what do you mean? I just think that's a part of the, the thinking of how – like his, Guess what, though? His, his experience with those things mm-hmm. are not the same as, as other coaches. Like Guess Sean McVay is not – like Jay Gruden, working under Jay Gruden is not like working under Andy Reid. Sure. Like Sean McVay – Guess who else up. didn't call plays, though? Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's turned into a great, amazing play caller. So when he was in – so, like, I don't think that should be, like, a disqualifying thing. If a coach can lead men, which Eric can do – I was there all five years every day. I've never seen a coach be harder on his players. Like, every day, he's yelling at them, and you can hear it. You know, get your bleep. I mean, you hear it, okay? Eric is ripping into some guys. But you talk to those same guys two hours later, they love him to death. They love that guy. And it's because he's honest with them. And it's because he tells them the truth about how they're playing, about where they stand, and most importantly, about how they can get better. About how they can get better. He coaches them up. They get better under him. What is the one position on this deep on this offense that always performs up to has always performed up to snuff since at, since Andy's been here? And it certainly wasn't the quarterback. It certainly wasn't the offensive line. It certainly wasn't the receivers. Maybe the tight ends. Tom Melvin's pretty good too. But the running backs, no matter what happened, they were killing it. Okay, you want to say you got Jamal Charles. How hard is it? Okay. They lose Jamal Charles. They start 1-5. They went on a 10-game winning streak with Sharkandra West and Spencer Ware. Who do you think got them up to snuff that quickly? It was Eric Bieniemy. So Kareem Hunt leads the NFL in rushing. Kareem Hunt's amazing. But he got up to snuff quickly because Spencer Ware got hurt that August. Um, I'm just trying to convey to people Eric Bieniemy deserves credit for a lot of the offensive success here, and I don't want to. I don't want anything to take that away. If he doesn't get the job, a job this year, it's gonna happen next year or the year after. I think people got to start taking like what he's done for this team seriously. Live from Tiffin Jays on Woods Chapel Road in Lee Summit, this is the Therese Paler Show. We'll look around the NFL. And would Eric Bieniemy allow the Ben Roethlisberger Antonio Brown <laughs> melee to go on if he was in charge? We'll discuss this, that right oh after man. this. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it.
All right, welcome back. The Therese Paler Show presented by Bud Light. It's live in here, baby. It is live in here. That's right. There we go. Kansas City Chiefs. We are live from Ticket Jays on Woods Chapel Road in Lee Summit with Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer and the host of Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, Therese Paler. We'll give you your opportunity (laughs) to take on Therese coming up in 15 minutes. But first, a quick look around the NFL. Uh, Therese, you were talking about uh, Eric Bieniemy being a great leader of men. Uh, boy, oh boy, this past season sure does seem to show that Mike Tomlin's anything but. Ooh. Or at least that he he, he lost control. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you say woo. Don't you say woo. No, Vern has every right to say that. He has every right to say that. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> ripped the reins of that locker room away from Mike Tomlin. And we have seen the demise of the Steelers. I I think there's a lot of factors into that. Um, Obviously, Le'Veon Bell's issue has ripped that team apart Anything bigger than Ben? The downfall of Tomlin, is it anything more than he lost control to Ben? Guys, it's the arrogance of their three best players. Like, it's all of them. Like, it's the combined arrogance of their three best players and the avarice there, like, just ripping that team apart. Now – Look, I look. I criticized Mike Tomlin in a column like two weeks ago. So like, hey, look, I love Mike Tomlin as a coach. I don't think he should be fired, but like, I criticized him because this wasn't his best coaching job. You know, hey, look, look, hey, it was not that. But you know, criticizing the coach is okay. Criticizing Mike Tomlin is okay. But like, I feel like we got to throw some of the blame on Ben. I feel we got to throw some of the blame on Lev. Even though Lev was just going for his money. But Antonio, hey, listen, they will, they will tolerate you until they can replace you. And as long as you're there for your team on Sunday, are you there for your team on Sunday? Do you play hard? Are you productive? They'll tolerate a lot. But the moment you stop being there for your team, whether you miss meetings, whether you don't practice, whether they can't rely on you to be what you were on Sunday, which they clearly couldn't on Sunday, which is why he was not active, that's when it's too far. That's when it's too far. So, like, Antonio Brown's got to take some blame, too. You know, I'm not into, like, blaming one guy for a team like the Steelers finishing with two or three less wins than they should. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that's, that, that team finished 9-6-1 and one with one of the best offenses in football and a defense that finished, like, ninth. That led the league that's, in sack. That's everybody. That is the coach's fault. That is Ben's fault. That is Antonio Brown's fault. That's the leaders on that team's fault for not reining in their fellow leaders. That's all of them. Football is a team game. It truly is. Okay? 53 men, 46 suit up on Sundays. All right? And the best leadership you can have on a football team is from the men in the room, not the coaches. So where were the leaders at? Where were they at? Ben's supposed to be one of them, right? Well, he's a horrible leader. So... the, the, but I also feel like uh, the front office but, 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 or ownership yeah, has sided with but, Ben so much no, that wait, they've neutered. That's not. I, I feel like I'm walking into something I don't know about. Wait, where no, are you at nothing. on the Steelers? Well, I, I, I think, I think listen, I no, 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 no. I think, I think, I think Mike Tomlin is the parent that yells at his kids and really looks like he's the hard ass. In but front he's of really everybody, not. But buys them Jordans what when about they get you? D's on their report card. That's where I think you Mike think Tom. So? Yeah, I you? think I think he's I feel like a, McCarthy. Same thing happened to McCarthy, where the quarterback got too big and took over the locker room. Uh, my, here's my thing: is you could, you could, I, I, I blame, I, I put it on coach for culture, 
All right, and I put it on coach for allowing players the, set cultures. I, yeah, but no, but but Andy in a place like Andy in a place Reed, like Pittsburgh, Andy Reid set the culture here. Here's Andy Reid set the culture here, and uh, then it, it's and his and you covered him. But in my opinion, Andy set the culture here. And please when you don't have, put me in a position where I have to defend Mike Tomlin's job. I don't. Season. I don't want. To, I don't want to do what that. What I'm telling like, you is. To me, the most important leaders on a team, in my opinion, in the NFL, are the head coach and the quarterback. And to me, your quarterback does – you know what Pat does? We see what happens with Pat with the Kareem Hunt situation. He lowers any drama. Any drama, he nips it in the bud. He's 23. What has Ben do when there's drama? Yeah, I, I'm hey, going to take a turn at Antonio. It was your fault. I throw interceptions. <laughs> I, I, it's not my yeah, fault. But, I'm a gunslinger. Mike Tom, yeah, you didn't call the right play. Yeah, he's but, taking a turn at every. So okay, to me, so it's a player's problem coach. too. It's, it's the it's the it's the it's the coach. It's the captains. Get the room in line, like period. That that's that's shared responsibility there. One thing that the Steelers did that your Jaguars didn't do. My Jaguars. I'll just, just tease you. No, I'll just tease you. One thing that the Steelers did was draft a quarterback in the first three rounds last year just in case they needed to break glass in case of emergency on Ben Roethlisberger. Unlike the Jaguars who let their defense go to hell because they refused to have a better alternative for Blake Bortles. I, I think the good news for the Steelers is that there is a culture in Pittsburgh of winning. There's a lot of scouts that have been there a long time, coaches that have been there a long time. They know what it's supposed to look like. This was a different kind of year in Pittsburgh where you had all this drama that was completely ridiculous. I promise you with Le'Veon Bell gone, Antonio Brown probably gone, you can handle one diva if it's the quarterback. When you got two or three stirring stuff up, that's a lot. But don't they you know, have you can drama? Ha- they seem to have drama every year. The, not to this degree. This is as bad as it's been in Pittsburgh in a bad long time. Been, but they, and they've been they able to drama. win despite drama. They've been able to win despite drama. Most football teams have drama, especially in a market like Pittsburgh where there's a lot of media, and the media there is aggressive, just ben, like Philly, ben has just like Detroit, just like Cleveland. Sometimes the nature of the media in the town, that plays a role in how much drama gets stirred up. Pittsburgh has a pretty good amount. I think they've been able to navigate it. This year has been different. This has been ridiculous. And I, they got to get back to normal here. And I know you want to move. I just I, no, no, I want to okay. say, I, say good. I don't want to abstain Antonio Brown from nothing. You can't do that. Yeah, you, can't I mean, just, you can't just sit on Thursday and Friday. But – the culture of the of the team is he thought he could miss Thursday and Friday and Saturday and no one and not talk to nobody and he thought he could come and still play on Sunday. Yeah, some of that's on the coach. Some of that's on the coach. Like you're supposed to be like, oh, okay, you suspend it. But here's the thing, though. There's no way you the can do best it with Andy. Enforcers of a team's culture is always the players, the fellow players. So those great Miami teams in the late in the early 2000s. Guess who coached that team? Ed Reed. It was not Larry Coker. Larry Coker did not coach the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. That's probably why Ed Reed apart. coached that team. Okay, Ed Reed was the coach of that team. And, then and you know why? And you know why? And you know why? Because he quote because he made sure they quote did Miami things. And what that meant was when you didn't make your times. Okay, when you didn't lift, when you got in trouble, it wasn't the coaches that got on you and disciplined you. It was them players in that room when they shut the door and the coaches weren't in there. Okay, now this is the NFL. So obviously you can't do that. But (laughs) here's the thing. If your alpha dog on a team is your highest paid guy and he sets the tone and he leads and people want to play for him, they will listen. And that does matter. That stuff does matter in the NFL when you have a leader of men who's a player and backs it up. If Ben Roethlisberger was a different guy 
if like he had if he wanted to shut down some of that drama, he could, but he is Easy. who he is now. But you can't have three drama queens be your best players. They gotta change that team up. And you can deal with one. But they better make sure they reinforce that room with strong leaders of men because Mike Tomlin can't do it alone. And one other thing about this, Tomlin's been the coach there for 12 Over years. A decade, at yeah. least. Sometimes things get old. Sometimes things get stale. That matters too. So just, yeah, like sometimes a voice as good as they are, like Andy Reid, when he, there's going to come a time here where it's probably going to be tough. It happened to Andy in Philly, you know, but it took like 15 years. It probably happened at some point. It happens to the best of them except Belichick. So you just got to – you kind of got to deal with it. I don't think the Steelers are there yet. But if they have the same drama next year while adding leaders to the room, that's on Tomlin. You mentioned Andy Reid. One, one final thing before we give the people a chance to take on Therese. Is there anyone, coach or player, for this year's postseason with more pressure locally or nationally mm. than Andy <laughs> Reid? That's pretty good. I mean, locally, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Bob Sutton, right? Like, okay. no? Like, there's no pressure? I, I feel like that's the guy that people are ready to. Oh, no. What? I mean, Not they shouldn't. Me. You Not know what me. he is. Not for me. <laughs> that, that pressure should that, be on that's Andy. That's still on Andy. Yeah. You don't think Bob? I mean, I, no, I think he will. It should be on Andy. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Andy's the one who enabled Bob's not Bob's, Bob's not giving himself a contract. Then how about nationally? You're the, you're the national. No, guy. no, I got you. Nationally, is it is it Andy? This is the best team I, he's ever had, best yeah. quarterback he's ever had, number one seed. I, I mean, nationally, people know the defense stinks too. Like, here's the thing: nationally, people don't have as good of an idea about why it's Andy's fault about the defense sure. as they do locally. Sure. Like, people were ready to see Sutton go like a year ago. So, like, you know, Andy decided to hold on to him. He's gonna have to wear that. Um, but. That's Andy's call to make because he's won so much here. Honestly, they could lose in another horrific Arrowhead fashion, and y'all will be mad, but you're still going to come because 15's amazing, yeah. and Andy's won a lot here. So, like, there's not going to be a whole lot of repercussion for Andy if Bob flames out in the playoffs. Um, there will be, however, some if for both him and Brett if they don't make the changes to the staff with a good defensive coach coordinator hire and by reinforcing that defensive unit through the draft and free agency then people are going to be – if this defense is like 29th in the NFL or 31st next year, that's going to be a real problem to a lot of people here. Yeah, that's going to be a real problem. I think Pat gives him just Pat does. his first year. Absolutely. The first year with Pat gives him some leeway. I, I think I, Phillip Rivers got pressure. I think Phillip Rivers has pressure. And I think the Rams, everything that they did, they just went all the hell way who? in. Wait, who with who, the Rams? Who? Who with the Rams? I, I, I just There's think no that, pressure I, with the Rams. I think the LA you know, doesn't care. You know, I, I think LA I think everything care. that they went spent. I think so. Who McVay? No, it, I just think the organization. Because well, I no, think I'm asking the, for person. A person. person. I think the well, I think the organization there is because I think they're trying to build up in LA to make them to to make themselves a viable foot footprint in the city. I think they are. So I, I can get with you on Phil. Oh, there's some pressure. If we're talking about NFL teams, there's pressure on the Cowboys. You know, you can't lose that home playoff game right. in Seattle. No doubt. You know, Jason Garrett, that's my man right there. I mentioned him for you. Like, hey, they, they can't lose that game. I'll tell you that. Jason Garrett that's, will be that's the, You want to talk about pressure, that's some pressure for you. Those are the guys that can't lose that game. Now, the Chiefs, eh, you know, Andy, eh, the Colts, eh, Next the Chargers, eh, the, the Ravens, John Harbaugh, if they fire John Harbaugh, just got John Har you know, like, what, John Harbaugh fire will have. Fire Jim and hire John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's what I've been doing. Jim! It always comes back. God. You know, well, he I'm didn't get the extension. Michigan. They're talking about it. Like, it's I, like you tried to force me into LeBron-Michael conversation. That was an awesome right? conversation. We loved it. It was great. Great reviews on that show on Twitter, man. Um, but, no, look, how much pressure is there on Andy? I, t- I, I get that there's a little bit of bubbling of that. I think it's more about Sutton and the defense. And I, I think that kind of no matter what, people would be okay with Andy just because he developed Pat. They got the MVB quarterback. And, God. He, the man don't turn 24 to, like, next November, right? right. Next September? Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Protein House, eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. Your opportunity to get your questions answered by Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer Therese Paler. Again, the text line 69306. Hit him up on Twitter, at Therese Paler. And if you're here at Tiffin J's Woods Chapel Road in Lee Summit, we'll get your questions answered right after this. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back to the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. I like her. She's really clapping. She's really clapping for her. I like her. We're live from Tiffin J's with Chapel Road in Lee Summit. Damn it, bro. Great crowd. If you don't recognize the voice, that is Rhonda Show Hughley. I'm Josh Vernier. This is Therese Paler, Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer and the host of Yahoo Sports. LeBron, LeBron Truther. NFL Ron podcast. Show Hughley. Jesse, I'm not going to let you derail us. I'm not going to let you. We got Vern here to keep us on track here. Therese, I had two people bring it up to me just on that little walk around here at Tiffin Jays. Okay. Yeah. A stat that came up on ESPN mm. for dead money next year. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it is Odell Beckham one, Sammy Watkins two, <laughs> Antonio foot. Brown three. Yeah. Tenderfoot. Uh, no one had a question. It's basically just, can you believe that? Yeah, I believe it. The contract, <laughs> the contract is, whew, boy, oh. that, the contract is hefty. Oh. Tyreek Hill's they, they out can, here saying, oh. I know, Ty come Hill on, is. Sammy. Come on, Sammy. <laughs> Ty Hill. Ty Hill was real happy about that Woo! contract because yes. even when he Sammy signed it, even when Sammy signed it, like it was obvious Ty was going to be Pat's guy. Mm-hmm. Ty runs a four two. Patrick loves to throw deep. It was obvious. Like hey, like, so you know if anybody was happy about it, it was Tyreek because he was like, oh, they're going to have to pay me at least eighteen million APY. No, I'm getting that. You know, at least seventeen million APY. So he's going to get that. He's going to get it. He'll get Odell Beckham Jr. money. And I think people, I think people here are okay with that because Ty is such a special player and a tough guy. Playing hurt, you know, he's he's earned it. Yeah, he's okay gonna, he'll be Ty. all pro, pro bowl his first three years in the league. That's pretty special stuff. You're okay with Ty making it? Absolutely. Speaking of Tyreek Hill, um, watch it, watching that game. I know it's the Raiders, but but still, a healthy Tyreek Hill to me makes the running game good enough. Interesting, um, because that quick strike yeah, deep threat option is. You, it keeps you honest. It helps. No, it definitely helps. If, if, Ty is, if Ty is like vintage Ty, that does like give – that means the defenses absolutely have to commit resources to him practically every play. That gives Kelsey room to kill you. And then if Watkins is healthy, that gives him room to kill you too. So that's two other guys you kind of got to worry about. You said the running game. Damian Williams has given them some pretty good things as a runner. Now he's not Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt is a lead at making you miss. But Damian Williams runs really hard. And he, he he's – he, he's given them enough if those other guys are healthy for them to still make a Super Bowl run. Um, from the 573. Five, uh, the thoughts are on Traverius Ward, game two. Oh, yeah, uh, how, Traverius how Ward. How did he look? Hey, 
they might have found somebody with him. Um, really good athlete. Looks like he's being coached. Al Harris is doing a nice job there. You know, uh, they, he has a chance to turn into a helpful player. Um, is Lando done? <laughs> In the playoffs, you typically want guys who can run, right? Like, yeah, on an on a outside corner, like, the go balls are going to matter here. So, like, Charveris can run. Like, when he's gotten beat, it's like, hey, the guy just made a great ball skill play, right? But he can run with guys, and I think he's been coached up. We've seen this a little bit with Al Harris. Remember when Terrence Mitchell contributed, like, what was it, last – no, two years ago, started helping out in December and really didn't start having trouble until, like, last season. So for that last stretch, he was really good for them. Um, it's possible this could happen for the Chiefs this year, and they need it. Like, if you have that guy healthy, you got Fuller, um, you got Nelson, that gives you a fight. Just hit him in week 16. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. You know, you had because because one game's worth of tape's not enough to know like what a guy really struggles at. Mm-hmm. Kind of neither is two. Kind of three, four. You kind of need four, and by that point, they'll be in the Super Bowl. So if that if that's Look how that works out, no. But I'm just saying, by that point, if everything goes according to plan, it, it's a possibility that he could be pretty helpful. Travis on Twitter wants to know if you think Mike Mayock will turn around the Raiders. Okay. I like Mike Mayock. I, one thing I'll say about Mike, and this actually isn't a given for NFL general managers, believe it or not. Like, Mike actually is going to do the tape work, okay? Like, being a general manager in the NFL is not – that doesn't mean you get to just sit in your office and grind on tape for 12 hours a day. It's like everything but that. You got to massage players' egos. You got to massage their agents' egos. You got to deal with the egos of your head coach. You got to deal with – you know, the egos of your scouting staff. You got to manage people, and you have to help manage the salary cap. And that's kind of the thing that, you know, Dorse needed to get better at, you know. And the job is about so much more than just being able to grind and watch tape. Um, you know, I think, I, th- I think if you look at what's happened with this team um, under Brett Veach, under John Dorsey, you'll kind of see that. And that's why – that's why Clark Hunt, when we asked him what he's so happy about with Brett Veach, he always mentions, you'll notice this, he always mentions, I think he's done a great job being organized and setting a plan going forward. Mm. That is not a coincidence, okay? That's not a coincidence. It's not. So just something to keep in mind if they end up losing and you're really mad about the defense and you don't think that they're going to address it. I think they're going to try to address it. I think I'm pretty confident. They, I just don't know if it'll work. But I do think they'll try, and I do think they have a plan, and I think that's something to at least be excited about. 816 wants to know if uh, you'll continue the all-juice team God, this I was year. About to ask that Where are you Okay. I, um, I will, but I, I don't know what kind of – I don't know exactly how it's going to look because, unfortunately for us and the rest, rest of the draft Knicks, draftbreakdown.com, the site where I use to watch all the tape of these guys, has been taken down. So I, Yeah, so I don't know where I'm going to get the college tape to grind on these guys the way I used to. Um, I will try to find a way to do it. It might look a little different than it has in the past, but I love the All Juice team. It's been a thing. I took up a lot of pride in making sure every year one player from the All Juice team was taken by the Chiefs, right? That's a four for four I went, right? So I'm happy about that. So I'll keep trying to continue it, but I just I don't know what it's going to look like yet because I don't have the same resources as I did because they decided to take down this great draft Knicks site. 
from the from the eight one six moving into the playoffs. Which defensive player is more important, Chris Jones or D Ford? Edge rush is always the most destructive. Edge edge rushers can be really really destructive. Even in still in today's game, yeah. I, I mean, I, here's the thing: if you give up the edge, dude, if you're not not just rushing the passer, but if you're not disciplined while setting the edge then they're running the football on you, and then you really can't stop an offense in today's game. So, like, they need D4 to set the edge. He's been better at that this year than ever. He'll need to continue to do that while giving you that great pass rush. And combined with Houston, that gives the Chiefs defense a chance to shut down the edges. And the only reason I mention that is, like, you know, Chris has got his sacks. Really, really good player. Freelances a little bit. He'll give you that swim move to try and create. It ain't always the right lane. That's probably not going to change at this point. He's been hunting sacks. It's worked for him. Um, but that's just kind of where it's at. They need the pass rush productivity. We know teams are going to throw, but they're also going to run. Just if D4 doesn't set the edge, that really just opens up teams to, like, basically be unstoppable against you. Kansas State basketball coming up in less than five minutes here on your home for Wildcat Athletics, 610 Sports Radio. Uh, but one more question from out here, Tiff and Jay's Italy Summit. Simple enough. Do you think the Chiefs will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Mm. <laughs> well, then, well, look, well, look, look. I think here, here's what I'll say. I think. Oh boy, will you just answer? Shut up. <laughs> everything it took requ- you that long? Every, every queen, everything requires a bit of an explanation. <laughs> in this year, when their defense, <laughs> when their defense has been this week, it's a really good thing that all these teams are grouped together. They're the number one seed. They've got home field advantage. They've got Baba Yaga. If I had to pick who's going to represent the AFC, go ahead. I would go with the Chiefs. Hey! I would do it. Let's end it on that. Ladies go. and gentlemen. You've been amazing out here. Thank the you. Therese Paler Show. Check them out on Twitter at Therese Paler. Make sure you're reading the work, Yahoo Sports. Therese, great job all year. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. I've never seen so many glasses of wine. The Therese Taylor (laughs) Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs.